0: came as fast as I could, Margaret. I double-parked my martini. It's not easy staying one mess ahead of you.
1: Hi, Colonel. What's the word from the 8063rd? Someday I'm gonna look back on this nightmare and think of it all as just a bad dream.
2: Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 16, Pressure Points. It's the 234th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by David Pollack and Elias Davis, originally aired on February 15th, 1982, and the production code is one g 12
0: I came as fast as I
1: could, Margaret. I double-parked my martini.
0: I'm sorry to bother you, but the colonel's
1: not back from the 8.063rd, and there's a problem with one of his patients. His blood pressure is 80 over 60, and his abdomen is distended. Well, how are you feeling, uh, Corporal Fisher? My stomach's killing me, Doc. When did the pain start? I'm not sure. I was feeling fine, just coughing a little. and All of a sudden, my gut started hurting. Corporal, we're gonna have to do some touch-up surgery, but you're in luck we got a two-for-one offer this week. Okay, type and cross-match. I already have. Oh, good. Okay, hanging units. Right. Hey, listen, Margaret, good catch. Thanks.
2: I also have the plot summary. After Hawkeye corrects a mistake that Colonel Potter made on a patient, Potter fears he's losing his touch badly enough to summon Dr. Sidney Freeman.
1: What's this, a new coffee table?
2: Can't find his shower shoes.
1: You can borrow mine. Oh, thank you. The halfway houses for wayward lice? Here they are hidden under a pile of condemned underwear. Charles, yeah, for underwear I always use a five-iron. It's always the same, isn't it? You two animals just add to the rag heap until revulsion overwhelms me and I'm compelled to restore order. And you do a bang-up job of it, too. It's not easy staying one mess ahead of you. Yes! Beyond belief!
0: And the guest stars in this episode, oh yes, here he is, the wonderful yeah. Alan Arbus, coming <laughs> back as at magi- uh, majesty, you may as well call
2: him <laughs> the majesty, Major Sidney Freeman. And then we have John O'Connell, who plays Captain Schnilker. John appeared in some classic US TV series, such as Wonder Woman, The Incredible Hulk, Buck Rogers, Chips, Hill Street Blues, and yes, even Quincy. Ah <laughs> oh, dear me, <mate. laughs> uh, G- <laughs> Gene Petrogolo Plays Corporal Fisher
0: Now Gene was born in 1959 He's an actor and producer Known for the encore of Tony Duran In 2011 Search for Tomorrow in 51 Well that's a jump backwards in time And The Powers of Matthew Starr in 1982 Oh I remember
2: The Powers of Matthew Starr That was a cool series do you remember The Search for Tomorrow from 1951? Nope. Well before my time. <laughs> <laughs> we have William Rogers, who played Corporal Logan. He has 16 credits to his name. He sadly passed away at the age of 60 in 2018. Envoy Goldman returns as Goldman.
1: Hi, Colonel. What's the word from the 8063rd? Mr. Pierce, I understand you had to do some mop-up work on Corporal Fisher. Just had to play hide-and-seek with a little shrapnel. I think he's going to be fine. I could have sworn I picked him clean. Well, it wasn't easy to spot. It was hidden under the liver. I think it must have dislodged when he uh, when he started coughing and nicked the hepatic artery. He could have died. Hey, once in a while, we all miss a nail in the tire.
2: All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think Meds is going to start us off on this one. Okay. That was <laughs> meds? the pause because
0: I just violently closed the door there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This episode is going to be about an hour and a half just mess ups, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, well, um, what can I say about this episode? Hey, I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, I don't know why I gave it seven and a half out of ten. I'll put, I might change my mind for it because um, I, I, I love like you. There's something about Harry Morgan, yeah. Mm. When he when he does emotional acting, yes. Um, you are you are so so there with him. Yep. And normally I'd turn around and say, look, you know, at the end of the day, it's meatball surgery. You know, these things do happen. And as Hawkeye says, the bit of shrapnel was hidden underneath his liver, I think it was. Mm-hmm. There was no way he was going to spot it. It was only because of the fact that... And this is, I'm sure, again, I know we keep saying this, I'm sure we've had this story before in the past. Um, and maybe, and I think they had to use that kind of um, dye in the liquid to actually find the bits of shrapnel. Mm. Um, but the whole thing, you, can, you so, so believe... Harry Morgan's acting that you mm. you're there with him thinking man he he really does I mean he's, a, he's an old guy in this he's had years of experience you know he's just waiting for that time when his hand starts to shake and he can mm-hmm. no longer do surgery yep. and you you know you're so there with him and it's his life I mean war and it's his he, life and, that's and he what, says he's a soldier. That, that yeah yeah and he, and he says that he's more of a surgeon than he is a soldier but he's in the yeah. outfit and and I love that I don't know why I'll give you seven and a half I'm changing it to eight straight away I don't know what I've done that for <laughs> Now, and what I do like as well, it's a wonderful bit of, of, of splitting of this episode up, we've got the serious part and we've got the comedy part. Mm. Sometimes the comedy part is just there floating around in the background like we had with Charles Tuff on the, the other episode. But on this one, with Charles being a slob, <laughs> He's so out of character. That is brilliant. It does, He's let so out. It, does, it does let it down at the end when for some reason they're shaving him, which I don't quite understand that. If they had him in the middle of the camp hosing him down, that would have been more <laughs> kind of acceptable. But giving him a shave, and he hasn't really even got a big beard on it. But uh-huh. I, I, I love those kind of things. The the getting them back, the toothpaste in the shoe, the records smashing on each other's heads. And, and we also find out that Shermie's 62 years old mm-hmm. in this episode, you yeah. know? So... I I I you know I suppose we could you could go back then and that's how you can work out how old he would have been in the first world war. Yeah. Um mm. so one <laughs> <I want> to <laughs> want to, look, want to look back to. You. Um but the way you know he says that being a surgeon is all I ever wanted to be, you know, and I I I think it's so good by that. It's let down by the conclu- uh, you know there's there's no real conclusion to this. There's no apology for Hawkeye for his, mm-hmm. you know, his issues that he's been having in the, in in this kind of thing. You know, you you kind of like would have thought that uh, what I mean by that is that there's part of me wanting to have um, part of say something to Hawkeye as an apology for him having a go at him. Blowing you know? up at him, yeah. Yeah, blowing up at him. But that, that doesn't come across. And I think, and not that it's important or anything like that, but... I just kind of feel slightly let by let down by that. I, mm. I just think it would have been nice if them two would have just, not even an apology, but just kind of a look at each other and a nod yes. and a wh- And you know, in that smiling beneath the masks, yes. do you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's eye acting. I would love and to see that. They can do it. They can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah they've they can done do it that, the and they, they have done it in the past. You know, when yeah. yeah. radar left, and, and Hawkeye just looked up and looked at him. You know, they've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alan Arbus not really used in this episode, but still, what he brings to the plate is steak and chips, man. You always happy to see it <laughs> yeah, unless sure. you're a vegetarian yeah. and then it'll be a carrot and chips but you know i, I just i'm giving it an eight out of this one because i just think it's uh it's a, just a nice episode mainly for for harry morgan
2: yep yep i'm right there with you i gave it an eight mm. it's 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 a strong potter episode i i love the cracking of potter's voice when he gets emotional yes you know, mm-hmm. even when he's yelling or when he's just being sentimental, it cracks. And his, the, his eyes start to water and he's just so into it. And I just love that about – I mean, you, you obviously, know I love Harry Morgan. He's my probably my favorite actor in this series and the character. Mm-hmm. And he's just so incredible. And you're right. I mean, he is waiting for that time where his hands start shaking. He knows he's getting close. You know, he yeah. knows – even though he's going to go on to do After Mash and be a doctor – <laughs> many years down the road, but that time, you know, he's getting to the age where he's going to have to retire from the army, and that's all his life has been that. Uh, I wrote down it's always good to see Sydney, Like you said, even if he's not being used to the full extent, it's still, he's still an amazing actor. It's always fun to see the character, uh, and I love the fact that he just lets them come to him. He doesn't poke and prod. You know, he goes to Potter. Potter says, you know, he starts to open up, but then he shuts down and Sidney accepts it Mm. and walks away. And then he, you know, does it again. And then he finally says, you know, you brought me here. And then Potter spills the beans and tells him why he's there. Uh, We all knew that. But I I like the whole BJ, Hawkeye, Winchester battle that they're having. Uh, It escalated quickly from just a little dirtiness to (laughs) ripping everything apart. Uh, Mm. I love that Potter comes in and doesn't do anything and then just turns to the clinger and says, order a new pillow. That's it. (laughs) Because the pillow was ripped and torn and, you know, that was funny. And yes, I agree. The whole shaving of Winchester lottery thing was out of the blue. I don't know if a a scene was cut or what. Maybe they took a scene that had, you know, a Hawkeye and a Potter acknowledging each other, you know, and then it also had Mm. this weird... Let's do it. Let's let's have a lottery to shave Winchester. I don't don't have a clue. That just seemed very odd. Like a oh, we have nothing else. Let's just throw this little tag at the end. Because yeah. there's no mention. He there's never a mention of him being too scruffy or having a beard. And, and like you said, he doesn't even have any. I didn't see anything. No. it just got a. He just
0: got a slightly. You know, clearly. Michael a y- stubble that, Yeah, a there, stubble. That,
2: that's about it, really. Yeah, so it, 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 that part was very odd and I wrote, I have these big question marks at the end of it because I was like, oh, all right, I mean, it was fine and Potter won. That's great, but it doesn't make any sense to me. But overall, it was just, it was a strong, solid Potter episode and, I mean, you can't go wrong with those. So, and I don't think we've seen him question his abilities in the past, mm. have we? No. Potter? Um, I think we've had... We've had a few where he's getting old, and he feels like he's getting old.
0: Yeah, and I think he's had a few things where he's felt like he was going to... I suppose the closest we've come to that was one of the episodes where he thought somebody was complaining about him in the camp. Oh, yes, yes. And the the way that it was run, which is a wonderful episode. It turned out there was that that guy there who was doing it all. I suppose that's the the closest we've come to. I did a quick working out here that it looks like Sherman would have been born in 1890. Uh, according to this. So say if he joined in m- in the middle of World War I, maybe he would have been 20 years old for that. So it's a well That's worked great. out. Uh, I don't know how old Harry Morgan would have been um, during the filming of MASH, uh, but I suppose it all tallies up kind of like, kind of right of it. That's yeah. quite nice, because see yeah. how bad they are at time. <laughs> <the> time <lines. laughs>
2: true. That is true.
1: Last week in their offensive north of the Han, the Chinese started using something a little different. White phosphorus rounds. I always look forward to the fall when the new line of weapons comes out. Now, these rounds are burning when they hit the victim, and they keep burning as long as they have oxygen.
3: Oh, that's just terrible.
1: Better things for better killing through chemistry. Anyway, since we now have to deal with these hot tamales, we've developed a procedure to put the fire out. Don't the Chinese know these kids are too young to smoke? The first step is to apply surgical jelly, which ideally will be done at Battalion aid ideally they shouldn't be using these boys for kindling in the first place would you people knock off the chatter i'm going to be operating on men who've been hit by this white phosphorus i'd like to know what i'm doing Director regular show, i haven't said a word sorry colonel once they come down from battalion eight every month there's a new procedure we have to learn because somebody's come up with an even better way to mutilate the human body tell me this captain how the hell am i supposed to keep up with it I'm lonely. If thinking. they can invent better ways to kill each other, why can't they invent a way to end
2: this stupid war? See, what did IMDb? IMDb gave it a 7.8. So closer to us. Mm. Yeah, we're not doing too bad. We're doing pretty good in this yeah. round of episodes, matching with IMDb. Yeah, we <laughs> we're getting better. We're getting better. be with joining in with yeah, them. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Hello, Sharma. Sydney. Stop. I'm glad to see you. So glad, in fact, I'm going to do something I don't do for just anybody. Shut off along the Santa Fe Trail. I'm flattered. Bump into anybody else yet? Just Larry, Moe and Curly over in the swamp.
3: What kind of a story did you tell them? That I'm here to do a report on stress. They bought it. But why the... why the smoke screen? Who's this top secret patient you want me to see? He's looking at him. You?
0: Uh, so I've got a behind-the-scenes thing here. So I've got the first one. Uh, white phosphorus was used during World War II by all sides, so dealing with the wounded for such weapons would not be new to the American Medical Corps. And Colonel Potter, who served in World War II, would not have been unfamiliar with these weapons. Maybe just like everyone just didn't want to remember or talk about World War II, yeah, or World War is. I, in fact, as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Captain Schnoker comes to teach the MASH unit how to deal with phosphorus. But in season two, episode one, Divided We Stand, we see that they already have experience with phosphorus, as Meds also mentioned earlier in the previous behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, they should already be familiar with it and having treated it. You know, so.
0: that is the episode, isn't it? Where they put him in the bath because they have to uh-huh. find the pieces. And yeah. it, it, it shines up. Yep. So I crossers. think that's... Uh, yep. And uh, I've got the next one. Uh, in this episode, Colonel Potter tells Sidney Freeman that he's 62 yep, years old. Yep, I was old, just going to mention... We, you, where yeah. it. Um, The absolute latest that this episode could take place is during the first half of 1953, meaning that the latest that Potter could have been born was early in 1891. I really should read these. Uh, <laughs> um, I was going to say something <laughs> when you were saying it, but I'm like, eh, it's all good. However, uh, Potter stated... Uh, Potter stated in previous episodes that he lied about his age to fight in World War One. US forces did not begin fighting in World War One until mid-1917. So I got it right there because I put 16, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, which would have would have made Potter at least 26 years old, and therefore it would not have been necessary for him to lie about his age. Well, no, it doesn't make him 26, because I worked at A would have made him 21. So <laughs> you know, in your face, internet. <laughs>
2: B.J. refers to Charles as Stanley Kowalski, which is, of course, a reference to a streetcar named Desire from
1: 1951. What it comes down to is, I haven't been myself lately. Uh Uh-huh. Today, a young fellow was here from TID, briefing us on a new kind of wound we'll be dealing with. And I reared up and bit his head off right in front of my own people. Everybody flies off the
3: handle once in a while more, Sidney.
1: I bungled an operation. Yes? I left a piece of shrapnel on the patient. Pierce had to go back in and bail me out. I'm sure you would have done the same for him. That's the catch. I didn't have to. He operated on a boy with the same wounds as mine had. His came through with flying colors.
3: But I thought meatball surgery was fix him, close him, and holler next. Not exactly a flawless system. Sidney,
1: I never made that mistake before. Hell, I know nobody's perfect. But lately, I seem to be a lot less perfect than I can accept. I see. maybe I... Maybe you what? Maybe I just need some sleep. Sounded like you were going to say something else. No, that was it. I'm tired. Besides, I feel much better just getting this off my chest. Thanks, Sidney. Lucky I don't work by the hour. I'd go broke. Feel sorry dragging you all the way out here just to listen to an old man
3: ramble on. Don't worry about it. it Give me a chance to get out of the house. Besides, maybe tomorrow I can scare up a poker game.
1: OK if I hang around? Yeah, maybe we can get in a few hands before the, the wounded show up. Right. Good night, Sherman. Good night, Sidney.
0: See you in the morning. Fun fact, uh, film crews were only permitted to use a Malibu ranch for one day. The show was limited to filming everything in one day on the ranch per episode. As a result, writers could draft up no more than six to eight pages for these scenes, depending on the time of year and how much daylight they had. In fact, once daylight savings time was over, they were forced to film any exteriors shot on stage at Fox Studios. As you might imagine, this one-day restriction made it difficult for directors to capture all of the emotional comedy the audience was expecting, yet somehow they still managed to pull it off. I don't quite understand why they, they had to do that. Was that because they were going to use that set for other things? Because they had a whole permanent set
2: built there. You thought they would be able to... Do that probably cost. It's a national park, so I mean, it's probably cost-wise. Maybe there's mm. restrictions, there's rules, and I don't know. I, I can yeah. try and find more information about that. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I know it does cost a lot to shoot on location rather than a controlled studio. Oh, so, right. Okay. You know, I
0: suppose is it is it kind of like where where they film Mash in the studios? Was that far from that that area?
2: Yeah, uh, it's definitely further away. Yes, it's you know it's probably mm. about what 20, 30 miles from the studios. Oh, so it's only about a half an hour drive then again. Yeah. Not, well, this that's LA time. LA time is probably an hour and a half drive, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is definitely easier to shoot in a studio, you know. Yeah. Plus, this is a Fox product and Fox is making their own money if you shoot in their studio because they're mm. getting rent for it rather than shooting mm. in Malibu that I don't know. I'm assuming they're paying the state of uh, sp- of, of California yeah. for it. I don't know. I don't know the details back then, but... Um, oh, okay. yeah it's interesting it definitely puts a kink in in shooting if you only have one mm. day one day an episode to shoot on the <laughs> actual location which is crazy to me because a lot of the stuff we see is actually in the studio and you can't tell it does look like it's being shot outside
0: you you can't tell when it's you don't see the the um the cloth well, projection at the back the backdrop
2: <laughs> yes yes you're right yeah so, that's true <laughs>
0: It just, it just seems weird, the fact that they've got that permanent, well, what, when it was before it got burnt down, but having a, a permanent structure there yes. and not being able to use it, you know, to its full advantage. It
2: seems madness, really. But as you say, you know, there you go. There must be a reason for it, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, no more mumbo-jumbo. Why don't you just tell me what's been going on here the past few days?
1: Inside. Nothing.
3: Sheriff, you got a funny way about you. You keep bringing me in to
1: talk, and then you don't say anything. Sidney, I've been in a cold sweat. Why? I told you my mistake. I almost cost a boy his life. Next thing I heard, we were getting casualties in. That's when something snapped. I mean, those announcements always tighten my gut a bit, but... this was different worse. It was like everything was falling down around me and I was gonna fall apart with it. That's scary. Pretty soon those choppers are coming in and I've got to go into OR and start cutting into people. I don't know if I'll be able to hit the bullseye again. You're letting me down.
3: Letting you down? There's nothing new here. Sherm, we're all
1: worried about getting old,
3: but we've got to face it.
1: Not like I do. Look at you. When your hand starts to shake a little, you can still go on chasing cobwebs out of people's attics. But being a surgeon is all I am. It's the only kind of doctor I ever wanted to be since I was a boy.
2: Alright, it's trivia time. Last episode's question. Margaret wanted a nurse who had a tendency to cry and get sick in the OR to be transferred. What was the nurse's name? And the answer? Lieutenant Sandra Cooper. Hmm. I did not know that. No, that
0: was a hard one.
2: (laughs) Okay, uh, this episode's trivia question. On April Fool's Day, Hawkeye, BJ Winchester, and Margaret were the victims of a classic prank. What were the names of the two pranksters? Mm. Do you remember that episode? I do. I remember the episode,
0: but I for the love of me, I can't... Uh... I know one oh, of actually, the pranksters. Well, but... it was... Oh, no, I can't say
2: Can I <laughs> <to> <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> 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 if you know the answer, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at com.
1: Back in Hannibal, I had an uncle, Uncle Roy. He was a veterinarian, used to cart me along when he'd make his rounds. One time he was operating on a colicky horse, right there with me watching. He laid that mare down and removed an enterolith from her belly. My uncle showed me the beauty, the glory, he called it, of what's inside living creatures. From that minute, my dream was to be a surgeon, and it came true. I've lived that wide-eyed little boy's dream ever since. But maybe now, it's over. Over? Because of one piece of shrapnel? Maybe that one piece of shrapnel is trying to tell me something. Look at Joe DiMaggio. He just hung up number five and is going out with his head and batting average high. But even if he wanted to hang around a while longer, what would it matter? A few more strikeouts, maybe. But if I strike out, it could cost life. Sydney, I'm afraid to go in there.
3: Why couldn't you tell me that's what you were afraid of? Because I was scared. You tell me I'm right. Look, I can't tell you whether you've lost your touch. Someday you will. Everybody does, eventually. But whether that someday is today, you're the only one who has the answer. But you mustn't let the fear make the decision for you.
2: You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast or just type in mash 4077 podcast" in the search, and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments, or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash 4077 podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes, or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. A pretty solid episode for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's great. Very cool. All right. I guess I should end the podcast. This is Kenny. (laughs) And this is Simon. (laughs) And we'll be seeing you.
3: It's just like when you're expecting casualties. The waiting is the worst part. Well, Charles, the pressure certainly didn't get to
1: you. Uh, Perhaps I did tippy-toe towards the deep end just a bit. Okay, Klinger, I think it's time for the drawing. The winner of the Shave Major Winchester raffle is... Colonel Sherman Potter! Okay,
3: Charles, if you die, remember it wasn't in vain. Yes, the $3.65 we raised goes to the orphanage. (laughs) Reassuring.
1: Don't worry, Major, your face is in good hands. I'm steady as a rock. After all, I'm a surgeon.
0: Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his knights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching the Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com.
2: Mash 4077 podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives works 3.0 united states license all rights reserved.
0: Uh, wow this is a this is a this is a name isn't it gene peach Tragolo? Uh, we'll keep it as that Sorry, gene um, <laughs> plays uh fisher gene no 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 let's start all that again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's one for the bloopers, isn't it? All right, here we go. Ah, Gene Petrugello plays Corporal. No, it is Corporal, isn't it? It's is Corporal. God. Yes. Gene Petragallo plays.
2: <laughs> just, just. Okay, I'm just
0: gonna say. I'm gonna say plays. Corporal Fisher. Okay. Yes, there you go. Okay. He sadly passed away at the age of sixty in
2: 1918. 1918. In 1918. <laughs> He still said 1902. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Schnicker. Schnelkel? Schnelker.
0: Schnelker.
2: Schnelker. God, what a name. Captain Schnelker.